Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I am in love with three women. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Golden Bachelor recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> Is that code for not good? You're giving me a weird look. Well, I didn't get much sleep last night. Yeah. We're I what is with us in this jet lag? I mean it's it's jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're struggling. It's only a three hour time difference, but I think we were there for a while. We were in no, Seattle we're for there, a while. We really established that time. Yeah. We are having a really hard time adjusting. It's embarrassing. I'm like, it's only three hours. Why is this so hard? I just can't fall asleep sooner than three AM. No. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> Shannon's like, shut up. I want to hear you talk about Golden Bachelor because it was kind of an interesting episode last night. Yeah. If not very developmental. Yeah, I'm bewildered. Oh, yeah. okay. Shall we get going? Let's do it. We pick up with Gary being dropped off at the airport. Gary in his ITM says the last time he met the family was in 1968, meeting Tony's family. And now we get shots of Gary putting on sunglasses, putting on sunglasses in the car. He's yeah. he's like seen from the side, all HD and like brightly mm. lit, getting onto a plane. And Andy, you said, this is a Ray-Ban Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Ray-Ban's getting in on this action. Ray-Ban. Ray-Bans. Ray-Ban. Yeah. Ray-Ban. <laughs> Yeah, is it Ray? It's Ray Bands. Is a pair of Ray Bands. Yeah, isn't that amazing that you that it's so iconic a brand that you'll say my Ray Bands. You know, it's interesting about sunglasses. You call them a pair, but there's nothing else that you call a pair that's one thing. Pants. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first hometown is in Shrewsbury, New Jersey. Have you ever been, Andy? I don't know. I may have passed through. Not sure. Uh, This is Teresa's hometown. They first chat on a bench and she says she hasn't introduced any man to her family since her husband passed. And they will be meeting her two sisters, daughter, son-in-law and three grandsons. So first, Teresa chats with her sisters, Charlotte and Mary. She said something here that stood out to me. She's like, I'm 70 and I'm competing with 60 year olds. And it's funny, like I hadn't really thought of it that way. I know that's a little naive. I was just like, oh, they're all age appropriate. But when you think about it, no, 10 years is a big difference. It's a like, big difference. I, I wouldn't want to be competing with women 10 years younger than me. You never want to be. If it was like if you were 110, you wouldn't want to be competing with a 100 year old. And that's so funny Like, because I will admit this isn't maybe a flattering thing to admit, but like I was just thinking, oh, yeah, they're all like women at a certain stage in life. No. But oh, they would a be decade upset. is a decade. People would be pissed if yeah. you told them that. <laughs> Should I cut that? Gary chats with her three grandsons. One of them says their Nana comes over a lot because she's lonely. Oh, dear. Mm. And he asks to learn something interesting about their Nana. And they say that when she takes selfies, she does duck lips. (laughs) 
and now they all demonstrate. Andy, you said such a weird show. I will say out of the three remaining women, I would have put my money on Teresa being the duck lip selfie person. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Nothing. No criticism. No. Also, can we just talk about Teresa's so well put together? I mean, it's unbelievable. I cannot believe she's that gym or genetics. I'm assuming both. Okay, yeah, both. Like it's unbelievable. You would from the back, you'd be like, "Oh, there's a 40 year old." It's insane. Maybe a 35 year old. <laughs> Maybe a 20 year old. <laughs> it's bonkers. Gary and her daughter Jen talk now. She asks what he likes about Teresa, and he says it's how she looks at him. Mm-hmm. Huh? I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. This is my maybe my first oh, criticism of Gary. Beyond- this is kind of in the in the genre of. Tell me what you like about me. Yeah, a little. A little bit. A little. It's light. like a distant cousin. Distant cousin. Yeah. And not as bad. No. Because it's not fishing. But he has said this more than once. So first of all, I think that if you are going to use this sort of like non-compliment, this it's not that specific. I think it should be about one person and one person only. And now he's, he's said it about like three I, women. I, it's I, like the way she looks at me. I, I kind of feel like he says that when he has nothing to say. He's kind of put in a corner. That's his go-to. His go-to. Yeah, that's his panic panic button. Uh, And look, I'm really, it hurts me to criticize Gary. And maybe he said other things that were left on the editing room floor. I just feel like, what do you love about Teresa? It's the way she looks at me. Mm. What what about Teresa? That's not really about Teresa. Well, there's your hint. Ooh. Okay, so whenever he says it's the way she looks at me. Yeah, you got to wonder. Either he's tired He's 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 had it for the day or he's just not fully into that person. When Gary says that, I think it's a moment filled with no passion. It's where he has nothing and he's just saying a thing that is like place marker for another thing that would have showed emotion. (laughs) So Gary's tired. (laughs) He's he's tired. He's been on a lot of flights. She asks about logistics now because they don't live in the same place. He says, when it's right with someone, you make it work. This also, like, while I do agree with this, I feel like this is something you normally hear on The Abnormal Bachelor. I found his answers, honestly, on this hometown to be very vague. Like, I think that he's setting Teresa home. I, I think so, too. Or he's setting us up. He's making us think he's setting Teresa home because he... He knows well, the editors it, are. It, it, I'm so oh, look. I'll be honest, and I'm sure we'll repeat this again during this <laughs> recap. But I have absolutely no idea yeah. who he's picking. Uh-huh. I've never been more in the dark. I'm literally a full thirty three and a third percent for each one of them. And, and I would be less for. I would think Teresa's going home. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. But I think he might be double bluffing us, which brings her back <laughs> up to 33 and a third percent. I feel me. like that's sort of been Teresa's story on this whole season, actually. It's yeah. a sort of double bluff. She asks if he's in love with Teresa, and he says that's a hard question to answer. He's not even sure how being in love would feel because he hasn't felt it since his late wife. I actually respect the honesty of this says answer. Says the guy who professes his love to the next two <laughs> women he goes on a date with. <laughs> yeah, I guess he does learn how it feels very shortly after this. Gary and Charlotte and Mary talk now. So those are her sisters. They talk about how happy Teresa seems and they're all laughing a lot. Andy, you felt that her sisters were kind of into Gary. Oh, no question. <laughs> yeah, they were they were very excited. You think that you felt they were laughing with a little too much. Oh, they were they they were thinking, you know, it might not work out with Teresa <laughs> and maybe that's not a bad thing. Teresa chats with her daughter Jen now and 
she tells Jen that she's falling in love with Gary and this is all around feel good. But Andy, you observed that this hometown overall, it had a very different flavor from what we're used to on the abnormal bachelor in that the power dynamics, you know, of of someone's parent versus their child. Like what's Jen going to say? Like, I'm, I'm, concerned that he's yeah. not here for blah, blah, blah. Like, she's just like, yeah, go for it, mom. You well, know? yeah, the stakes in a way are much lower yeah. for the hometown folks. Yes. It's kind of more like, wow, my mom's going to have a great boyfriend. This is amazing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Can I get back to my other stuff? Yeah, you didn't get the sense that anyone was was had their hands on their hips and was like no. asking these prying no, questions. it's like, what are your intentions? Yeah. You know, it's not like they're starting a, a whole life together. They're sort of having a final chapter together. Uh-huh. I mean, they may live to 120. I don't know. I don't want to say that necessarily. But what I'm saying is this is not like their first go. Like, it's like, this is it. You screw this one up, you know, it's going to be tough yeah. the next time. Like, this is their final chapter. Yeah. So they know themselves intimately well mm-hmm. at this point. They understand relationships quite well. Yes. They're mature, very mature adults. You got to trust that this is okay. The stakes aren't that high. Uh-huh. You know what you just got me thinking about when you talked about they could live to 120? How It's just so weird to think about life expectancy and how it's this looming number, this looming time for all of us. No yeah. one is exempt and none of us have any idea. Oh, it's unbelievable. And you can take genetic tests and you can be particularly healthy or just smoke and take your chances or whatever. It's just so crazy how this thing, like if we could have that information, if you could have that information, would you want it? No. And then, of course, if you had that information, you would obviously make different choices. So maybe it would change the outcome. But also having that information, I think, tweaks well first of all we don't have that information no one really does unless they literally are on like death row and you know in 12 hours they're going to be executed Uh like no one knows really yeah so if you did have that information in a non-execution fashion (laughs) it's very grim but i can't think of any other situation i mean it's a grim topic i mean can you think of another situation where you know exactly when you're going to die no you don't no unless you have gotten a like a horrible diagnosis that gives you like a number yeah but that's still vague it's like yeah six months but you know if you if you quit smoking you eat oatmeal every morning yeah but then at at that point you have the number in in not a good way like you have the number in a way where it's just like oh well no it's like someone says to you like you go to a a, a, you know nostradamus he's like you're going to be dead at 97. And then you say to yourself, well, okay, that's good. 97 is <laughs> a good. That's stoked. A, I would be very yeah, stoked. That's a solid long life. But then there's a part of your brain that I think is like, wait, that means I'm not going to live forever. I think we all have a part, some part of our brain that, that just for pure survival reasons, mm-hmm. thinks like we're going to live forever. Yeah. There's a chance. We don't know how that manifests, but in some part of our brain, I think it's like, you don't worry about that. You're, we're going to be around forever. Oh. And I think if you know there's an expiration date and you know what that date is, even if it's a good one, you would it's be, way in the future. Way in the future. filled with Yeah, you'd sadness. suddenly have like an existential crisis, I think, where you're like, oh, but then it does end. Like a what's the point? Yeah. So I think it's better to not know. Like, who knows? Maybe they invent cryo. I don't know. Maybe they invent something where you live forever. You don't know. You don't want to know. Yeah. Even if it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't, you definitely don't want to know if it's bad. Although uh, it would, it would allow you to get some, you know, some business in order, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Uh, it's such an interesting thought. So yeah, we were talking about how the stakes just aren't the same. Like her getting approval from her daughter is not the same as a daughter getting approval from her mother. No. And it shouldn't be, but it did change. I'm going to be honest. It changed the 
mm, like the, I don't want to say the interest level. I just found this hometown peaceful, yeah. veering sleepy. Low stakes. Yes. Whenever there's low stakes in television, it's just not as interesting. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Her daughter, Jen, is like, okay, thumbs up. Like, yeah, I approve. Great. Whatever. It's great. <laughs> they ride a Ferris wheel now at a nearby fair, I suppose, and... She makes it clear that she's not falling in love. She is in love. Okay, so this is very abnormal bachelor. We've seen this before. And he says, we have to analyze this. He says, that makes me feel so special mm. and doesn't really look her in the eye when he yeah, says Yeah, he's that. really avoiding. Eyes. When, when Gary, that's not a weakness of his. Gary no. knows how to make eye contact. He's avoiding direct eye contact here. And then this sort of morphs into a makeout with incredible, can I just say, drone footage oh, of um, fireworks. Yeah, above the fireworks drone footage. That We've was never insane. seen that before. I mean, I, I assume that you, you're you taking the risk that those drones are going to get get taken down. So it's it's a high budget kind of operation. That's you got to have a good drone first of all, and then you got to say like it's possible that drone's going to get taken out. Yeah, you send out a drone that you're aware might never come back. Yeah, you don't know exactly where those fireworks are going to explode or yeah. where the sparks are. You don't know what's going to happen. Totally. Yeah. Okay. As they make out, now we hear a voiceover of Gary saying, "I'm in love with Teresa," mm, but, but you won't. guys know how I feel when you can't see it coming out of someone's mouth. Yeah. We did not see it emerge. You from know what he the said? Mouth. He said. I'm, I love Ferris wheels. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, Teresa. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Teresa's right next to me. Look at her. You know, I have a confession. I have never been on a Ferris wheel. Really? Never been on one. Even as a kid? I don't know recollection of any Ferris wheel. I'm going to be honest. I know you well enough to know that I think you would be like, okay. Oh, I'm, I know I wouldn't be at the Ferris wheels. It combines three things I don't like. Heights, boredom, and motion that's not natural. <laughs> not natural yeah you know motion that your body's not you know a human being like uh, you know we always assume any everything our body's used to is from like a million years ago okay. we were never made for this kind of nonsense okay so like a ferris wheel going in a giant circle like that yeah, is just, not just for what your leisure. body's made for okay. yeah wow so all those things i don't like there's nothing about it first i have zero if if i if someone says to me there's you will you will die having never been in a ferris wheel it'll make me like slightly happier i think it's really like a romantic first or second date kind of thing no. like it really suits this show but i know what you mean to me a ferris wheel is like like when i go skiing and you take the gondola up like the that to me it's the same thing it's just at least the gondola is getting you to the top of the mountain so that's you can true ski. it's functional yes. yeah that's and that feels good i love you know gondolas. you're getting somewhere. oh yeah yeah and I gondolas think, by the way move faster than ferris wheels yeah. i don't think ferris planned on the ferris wheel being anything more than like sort of a a, a, a novelty for a couple of years like ferris be, ferris ferris did invent the ferris wheel are you serious yeah. i don't make the assumption that the name that something is, it was invented by a person named that. No, you're right to make that assumption, but I'm <laughs> fairly certain that Ferris invented the Ferris wheel, or That's at like, least he got credit for it. There may have been another wheel, oh, and you know that guy was pissed. He, he was like, he, oh, that Ferris. He pulled a Mark Zuckerberg and yeah. stole it. Yeah, it's the Rosenberg wheel. <laughs> I did it first. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I wrote here, Andy and I have a debate. 
This mm. was about the voiceover, I'm in love with Teresa. I was really hell-bent on the fact we didn't see it come out of his mouth. Yeah, this is what I think. I know you know more about the, sort of the inside baseball of the show. I mean, maybe slightly, but not not a ton. But is it is it a stretch to suggest that it's too far to put the words, I love Teresa, in his mouth if he didn't actually no. say it? It's not too far. I say this as someone who watched myself or heard myself say things that A, I never said, or B, I know I didn't say at that time. So he could have said, Teresa's sitting next to me in this Ferris wheel, and I'll tell you something, I love Ferris wheels. And that totally could have been smashed together and they have no remorse. Yeah, or he said, I'm in love with, let's say Teresa makes it to the next week, okay? He could say, I'm in love with Teresa. They could take that soundbite and put it earlier Okay. to make it so like the whole b- point of this was for all three of them to get the L word from Gary. Got it. And I find it very suspicious. We saw it come out of his mouth with Faith. We saw it come out of his mouth with Leslie. We don't see it with Teresa. Got it, got it. I will say we listened to it a few times. It didn't sound Frankenbitten. So maybe this tells us that Teresa sticks around and he does end up saying it. But there's no question. There is weight on the fact that we didn't see it coming out of his there, mouth. Either he didn't say it anywhere near that moment or production is trying to throw the wool over us because it's so obvious he's picking Teresa. I think the former is most likely. Yeah. If they had footage of it, they would have shown it. Yes. I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. So on Faith's hometown now, Gary in his voiceover says, yesterday was my first hometown with Teresa. I love her. Once again, not shown coming out of his mouth. They're really driving mm, that home. Yeah. They meet Faith's horses. Uh, her horse is named Liberty. And as she rides, he says, I can't take my eyes off you. The horse? (laughs) He's very romantic. He is. They ride them together. And Andy, you're saying horses are not made for intelligence. It's not their strength. Oh, I I mean, that's out of context. (laughs) I, I wasn't just ripping on horses. I, uh, but but to clarify, there were many things said about horses during this sweet moment. When yeah, they were you really horses. took that out of context. I said a lot of nice things about horses <laughs> okay. too. I mean, ho- horses are fantastic animals. I, I don't know why that <laughs> I'm aligned my feelings about horses. I, I'm just saying that horses do a lot of things great. Mm-hmm. They run. They're the most graceful, beautiful runners. They 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 just live off. They they live free and they're wild and oh, they just don't care. I love horses, but they're not that smart for an animal that big with a head that big. You'd think there'd be a little more intelligence. Maybe yeah. the intelligence is displayed in ways we can't appreciate. But I think a dog is smarter than a horse. I think you're probably right about yeah. that. Maybe people will tell us why we're wrong, but. I got to tell you, I love horses. I was one of those horse girls when I was little. Like I collected horse figurines. I've seen them in your bedroom. They're they're still still there. there. Yeah. Yeah. They had different names. One was named Raren to go. (laughs) Really? Raren to go. He's on his hind legs. Wow. Did (laughs) you call him Raren to go? Did you say that's Raren to go ever? Well, that was the name he came with. And I could have renamed him, but I liked the name Raren to go because he looked Raren to go. He was on his hind legs like he was Raren to go. Wow. Could you give me a sentence you said with Raren to go in it back then? Like possibly? I No. Oh. (laughs) Did you say like, you're like, mom, where's Raren to go? Okay, they chat, and she says she's worried this lifestyle could be a turnoff for Gary, and he says, no, no, it's not a concern. It's all about the logistics and how they would just reconcile these two locations and lifestyles. I mean, I do think this is a concern. Yeah, it's a big concern. Especially since now she says she does want to stay close to her sons. I do feel like the logistics are being glossed over. Oh, yeah, this is going to be tough. Because I don't picture someone wanting to do hardcore long-distance 
no, at this chapter no, in life. I'm not, not saying happening. they can't. I'm just saying like not happening. all the travel, the planes, it just sounds no, awful. It's not happening. Okay, so we're first introduced to her family here. They're chatting before Faith and Gary join. And I said, oh, wow, her sister's really pretty. And Andy, you said, her sister looks like Leslie. <laughs> she, <laughs> she does. Not? She looks a lot like yeah. Leslie. Weird. Like I would, I would see her like in the, in the peripheral part of a screen and be like, why is Leslie there? I know. He, he got to have his cake and eat it too. Just go for faith and he gets <laughs> Leslie too. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> why do you got to be so weird? Yeah. Faith and Beth, her sister chat now. Faith says he really sees her and she's totally smitten with him. And now Gary with her sons. He's asked if he's in love and he says, yeah. I kind of think I am. We thought this was a little weirdly edited because he was like, mm, yeah. yeah, I kind of think I am. It just felt odd. A lot of what Gary is doing here feels, uh, I'm just, he's really confusing me. I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. Well, we did say last week that he could be, I mean, he's the best bachelor ever in yes, terms of how unreadable the, the he is. Bachelor. Like We're all on the edge of our seats. We have no idea who he's picking. And you can't help but correlate that with, meanness <laughs> is it possible that, that he's an anti-hero <laughs> gary and beth chat now gary says faith brings peace to him and beth cries says that he's made her feel safe she hopes he takes that seriously they hug it out and now we get that final group chat with everyone where beth the sister says that she can tell gary's in love with faith and faith says did you just say that out loud like in front of everyone and then they kiss in front of everyone. I think it's important to note that this is in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. Something about that stuck with me. Oh, yeah. He says, would you say that out loud? And she says, I would. And then he whispers, I love you. And she whispers back, I love you too. And then they kiss. And all of this happens in front of everyone. I I'll say a couple of things here. One is, I, I was touched by this. This was pretty, this is pretty touching, this scene. Oh. Oh, you don't agree. I know. No, I want to. I want to hear you out. Oh wow! I thought I was. I thought this was a layup. <laughs> <laughs> Cold-hearted monster. <laughs> Why were you moved by this? I mean, it was beautiful. So what else do you need? It was. It was. I find the share the, the sharing of the first "I love you" in front of everyone, even if it's her family. I found it a little unnatural. But I felt like they were kind of having an intimate moment within a, a crowd. Totally, which in some ways can make it even more magical. Yeah. But I still wondered if the words would have been uttered without, you know, without the, the peanut gallery first mentioning it and like being there to cheer them on. It's like, it's hard to know if the same result would have happened without the audience, even if it is an intimate You're moment. making a good point. And now you're ruining the moment for me as well. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe your more. cynicism is rubbing off on me, Andy. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. I do have to point out that he did lead this. Yeah. He was the one who said, would you say that out loud? Yeah, I think he said- He didn't have to say that. That, that. That's the point. It's like, it's a weird thing for him to set himself up. You know? Yeah. Why would he do that? I do think that Gary is a romantic. Yeah. Like, I think that he is the kind of person who loves being romantic. He, you know, he's very effusive with the women. I can't take my eyes off you. You have my attention. He's super effusive. He's a romancer, like an old timey romancer. Can he's I ask you a question? This is a serious question. Uh huh. Where has he gotten these skills? <laughs> I oh, because he met it. Tony so young. He met Tony so young. 
he certainly doesn't remember like whatever he was doing before he met Tony is like he's forgotten those mm. skills. It's like, you, 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 you know, it's not like riding a bike. Yeah. But just because he was married to one woman doesn't mean that he didn't sow his oats before that. Yeah, but the oats were so so long ago. I Those know. oats are rotten. But he's from a generation where maybe it's embedded in you. It's like chivalry. It's like once you're you. raised with chivalry or you. being doing certain things for He doesn't women. have to try. It's yeah. not like game. It's not like he's like, oh, I should say this or I should do this. It's just like natural. No. It's instant. I actually think in his case, it becomes game because he's so good at it and there's multiple women. So it kind of looks like game. It's interesting. You know, part of me feels like like <laughs> Gary is like the most wonderful, sweet, just sweet, oh, just benevolent. Just, he's like a dream yeah. in every way. There's not a single skeleton in his closet. Yeah. And then part of me feels like there's a whole trail of women who are like, what God, the Gary, <laughs> like he never called me again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like what happened with that? He said he loved me. He never called me oh again. Oh, my God. And they're like, yeah, me too. Like you dated Gary too? Like, you never even told me? <laughs> He's like known in his neighborhood. I got to be honest with you. I mean, and I don't say this lightly. Gary really, really, really could be the Grim Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, last week you called him Hannibal Lecter. No, no, no. But you know what I mean? No, I, I hear I wrote we marvel at how good he is at this. When the devil comes to town. Do you think he comes? He's like, ah, who's I, next? Yeah. He's the most charming, handsome, gentlemanly. He oh, holds yeah. the he's door like, for you. Come. He throws his jacket on a puddle to uh, make sure you can oh, walk across totally. the street. Yeah. And then he's like, your time has come. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, sorry. That's it. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? No. I am honored to be taken to death totally. by you. He's an honorable devil. It's like Kobe beef. Like you like massaging it, giving it a good time and then like and not not infusing it with stress hormones before you. Wow, that was a very good analogy and also a little sick. It was an Andy analogy, actually. You got to You got to stop hanging out. with me. You are rubbing off on me. So Faith in her ITM says that at this moment, everything seems so perfect and so right. But what she knows about life is things don't always turn out that way. Oh, dear. This might be my flashpoint. Can I bring it back? Oh, a flashpoint? Yeah, why not? Do you want to do it with me? All right, ready? Very good. (laughs) It's been a while. We haven't had many flashpoints. The last flashpoint was Joan saying that at a certain point you feel invisible as you age, which was, wow, that might be the flashpoint of the whole season. But Faith saying this, it really shows a life lived. Yep. Agreed. You know, whenever someone like is like, oh yeah, this is what's going to happen. This is, I'm going to find that guy. I'm gonna, we're going to get married. We're going to have kids by the time we're 30. And then I'm going to have this kind of career, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you can manifest that and do what you need to do to make that happen. But even when you get all that, A, you might not be happy and B, it might come crumbling down because I'm of something else. That's life. Without the past, present or future experience of deep loss yeah it's hard to emotionally feel these types of situations like Mm -hmm. when you cry in a movie it's it's not because someone got you know someone had a sad thing happen to them it's because the person who had the sad thing happen to them at the same time either appreciates the happy side of that Mm -hmm. or had a happy thing happen to them while at the same time appreciating the sorrow and loss associated with that the bittersweet yeah are we liking that Susan Cain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Wow, good. Okay, linking yeah. Bittersweet with Susan Cain. That was right. both of our all-time favorite Hot Topic episodes. Yes. Well, I mean, 
technically speaking. I mean, if we had to pick one. Yeah. Although the, a recent Ruby Warrington, was, yeah. it gives it a run for its money. So, so my point is, is that these kind of moments, I feel, are sad and they're effective because you know that person is intimate with pain yeah. and loss. Uh-huh. Otherwise, sadness is juvenile. Totally. You need the sadness to feel the joy. And you need the joy to feel the sadness. Yes. Oh, man, that lands. I mean, I've got to say the times in my life that were the hardest after you emerge from it and you're kind of dinged up, yeah. it, it, the amount of wisdom it gives you, the oh, amount yeah. of perspective, the amount of appreciation. It's also important it's to know. It's a necessary know. evil. It's also important to have contrast. It's yeah. like to be, to enjoy a good meal, you got to be hungry. Mm. <laughs> Especially in your case, you like to be starving when you're having. Yeah, a I take meal. it too far. Yeah, and then I get hangry. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm a grazer. I snack throughout the day. Yeah, but so, then you don't fully get. The, no, I fully I can still appreciate a very good I meal even when I'm meal, not dying of hunger. I'm starving. Okay, <laughs> that's the way to do it. Okay, so now we are in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for Leslie's hometown. Gary and his ITM is talking about compartmentalizing he's like i have a faith box i have a leslie box and i have a Teresa box yeah probably could have chosen the words better than that but andy you died at that i mean that was pretty amazing especially since just last week we had all these box jokes on bachelor in paradise i mean he does have three fine boxes (laughs) as leslie jumps into his arms andy you said he's gonna have to see the chiropractor after this i mean come on how much can this guy's spine take i couldn't do that it's true the the hoojus yeah Game of Roses, shout out. I mean, they did them as they would on an, on the Abnormal Bachelor. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm impressed. That uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's doing well. I mean, that. I wouldn't do that to you. I know. I mean, I'm just I'm saying like I I can say this because I can't take it. I just don't have a good leg. It's your leg. I don't have a support system for that kind of thing. So they chat now, and Leslie reveals something very sad. Actually, she reveals when she was 16, her dad dropped her off at school. And he was supposed to pick her up and he never arrived. He never came to pick her up. And instead, her brother, Stuart, she's talking about how much Stuart meant to her in her life, picked her up instead. And she said, where's dad? He's supposed to be here. He said, I'm your dad now, because apparently her father passed away that day. I mean, when she was 16. So her brother, Stuart, really was her father figure. And she says that he's amazing. He really has looked out for her. She calls him a real mensch. Yeah. Love that. And now we meet her sons, her daughter, three grandchildren, brother, Stuart, Leslie and her daughter, Chloe, chat. And it's established that Gary is very different from who Leslie normally goes for. That seems to be across the board. Sentimental music plays over a montage now of Gary spending time with the grandkids, Leslie hugging her brothers. And this culminates in a chat with Stuart and the music comes to a screeching halt. I think we're meant to believe that this is going to be like disapproving brother chat time. No. A la Ariel. From Zach's season? Yeah, no, it's a different. It's a different situation. Stewart says he's very protective of Leslie. He would hate to see her hurt again. And Gary says that she could complete the years he has left on this earth. Wow. Oof, this hit me. Yeah. To have it worded like that? To a complete lot of hits the, this episode. For what it lacked in traditional hometown drama, it made up for in the extremely moving moments that I think you have to be at a certain point in life to be able to uh, create. <laughs> yeah, I got, no, I got that, there. that's correct. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the most powerful things I've ever heard was 
her saying that her brother said, I'm your father now. Like, I honestly, that's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It was just this this episode was it was ripe with sentimentality in a beautiful way. Stuart has a big reaction to Gary saying this. He's like, wow, you are so out of the box of what Leslie's used to. So I guess the gist is Leslie is she's got bad taste. Well, she herself said that she does not have a good picker. Yeah. Gary's like, is that a good thing? And Stuart says, yes, it is. He just wants someone to love and take care of Leslie. Gary asks for Stuart's blessing and Stuart kind of sort of gives it. He says, if Gary and Leslie came together and said, we're getting married, he would be very happy for yeah, them. Yeah, he hedged it a little bit, but it was it was, it was was a blessing. It's kind of sweet to see two men yeah. at this age. Yeah, He's it's like, a weird situation. Can I get your blessing? He's asking the blessing of a guy who's, I, I would assume, a little younger than him. Around the same age, I, yeah. would, I don't know. I mean, Leslie's 64 Gary's 72. Let's say he's, yeah, he's let's say he's 70. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But it's just an interesting situation. Yeah. It was sweet of Gary to ask that. Because he knows. I mean, he literally like was basically her father. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. Oh my God, you th- that's a great point. He's the closest that we got to a parent figure yeah. on this. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that just hit me. I know. That's the thing. The whole thing, like, I'm your father now, like, it re- really stuck with me. That's very big. To, to reach that point in your life, they don't have parents anymore. No, he was her father. I know that only just hit me. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That's so stupid that that just hit me. Oh, sweetie. Um, yeah. I don't know why that didn't really occur to me sooner. <laughs> okay, I can do this. Stuart says it would be nice to have another mensch in the family. Can I just say, I love Jewish men. <laughs> <laughs> Not where I was expecting that to go, but uh, I'm good with that. So Gary and Leslie chat now. Leslie says she's no longer falling in love with him. And I swear you can see the look on Gary's face. He's like, oh, I know what's coming. Mm. He looks at her expectantly. Mm. (laughs) He's like, I'm ready. She is in love with him. And the way Gary watches her face here to me spoke volumes. Like he did not look anywhere else. He was so zeroed in on her and like experiencing receiving that Mm. in a way that to me suggests that it's her. Like just when I compare that to the way he reacted to Teresa, which I had to interpret as slight discomfort because he doesn't feel the same way. I mean, it's worlds apart, the reaction. Yeah. Worlds apart. And now they're against a stone wall outside. And he says a wise man once told him never to pass up on the opportunity to tell someone you love them if you love them. So he says he loves her. And now they kiss against the wall. It'd be funny if he didn't say he loved her. <laughs> like, anyway... <laughs> Just, just a fun fact yeah. for you. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty romantic. Yeah, they yeah. kiss against the stone wall. Like, it's very... Oh, it's intense. It it's, feels kind of, like, European oh, somehow. Yeah. Like I've, It's like, like out of a Fellini movie or something. Yeah. Oh, and Andy here, you said Gary's a real two-timer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, how else? He's literally a two-timer. <sighs> but but in, in the nicest, sweetest, most grim reaper way. <laughs> Okay, so Gary heads off, and now we are back in Los Angeles, heading into this rose ceremony. We get a voiceover saying, I am in love with three women. I have to point out, we did not see it coming out of his mouth. He's like, I am in love with three women. <laughs> Look, maybe I'm overthinking this. I could admit I could be. I really feel sentences like this 
we need to see coming out of their mouth. Period. I agree. And if you don't, you know what? If you don't see it coming out of their mouth, you might as well just toss it aside. Just ignore it. That's, yes. that's I think, the, a good policy. That I, if I learned one thing from having been on the show, like if I can bring one thing to recapping this show that I couldn't if I had never been on it, yeah. it's that. You know, it's not like, like if we know there's puppet strings and things are thrown at the contestants and that they're sleep deprived and that they're all, they're being plied with alcohol all the time and things are purposely not going their way. They're purposely keeping them in the mansion or in hotel rooms so that they're more eager to go on dates and they're talking about the guy all the time. So of course they start to get into this spiral where they think they're in, more into him than they are. So, okay, yeah. all this stuff I think everyone knows, yeah. but if there's one takeaway, it really is the seeing of the words exiting the person's mouth. All the more it, because it's easier for an editor to show it coming out of the person's mouth than to show it not coming out of the person's yes. mouth. Yes. They went out of their way to use yeah. something as a voiceover instead of just using the footage that we have. Yeah. And what I've learned since having a podcast is I've learned how easy it is to do the Frankenbiting. If you want to stitch a sentence together, you can do it. Oh. You can do it. It's not and hard. If you have, I and mean, I'm they, not an expert. And they have so many words that these people say the words over they, and over again. So they have a bucket. A catalog. So like, which love do you want? You want this love, this love? This love's a little got more graininess to it. Yeah. This one's got a nice body. Well, I'm, full I'm body. in love with Teresa. I want a Teresa that sounds like it's at the end of a sentence. Yeah, you're Teresa lifting period. at the end or yeah. lift, going down. <laughs> totally. You get anything you want. Yeah. But then again, Gary is such a player that maybe he did say that. I mean, the, <laughs> Guys got moves. Andy, you placed your bets here that Jesse would be saying knee. I really thought it was coming. You were you. You know why it didn't come? Was I didn't realize. I thought he was going to talk to Gary, uh-huh. but he didn't. If no. he did, I, I'm telling you, a knee was coming. I think that you are making a big assumption to think that this season is going to end with a proposal. Well, I, not I don't necessarily a proposal, but a, a discussion of the proposal. And one of the big things about a proposal is getting on a knee. I just don't know if. Oh, I think it's ending in a proposal. You think? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you want to place bets now? I don't know. I I, I have no idea. But Gary, I, to me, is not going through this thing without a proposal. I, I'm I'm not saying he's staying with them. I'm not saying he gets married. <laughs> I would actually. That's another bet we could talk about later. But I think this guy is is engaged at the end of this. Okay, I think not necessarily. I think that they're at a stage in life where it's like we're in no rush. Like we can just see how this goes and if we want to get if we want to get remarried we can but we also don't have to rush into remarrying wait how are they in less of a rush than people who are in their 20s i think that when you have lived life more this is just me making a wild guess i think that you realize what you what you need to rush and what you don't need to rush why the hell do they need to rush into getting married they can just spend time together that's true a younger person is like we need to get married like that's what we need to do next yeah. For for what? Why do you need to do that? Sure, yeah, I'll buy that. I'll bet you ten dollars. Ten? Wow, that's way bigger than you usually bet. <laughs> Makes me think you have some sort of inside information. I don't have no, inside I know you information. Don't. Um, I will. You can counter. I will. I will raise your ten dollars. Mm-hmm. I will bet you twenty five dollars. <laughs> Let's do twenty. All right. <laughs> Chickened out. Okay, $20. You're saying that there is a proposal with a ring. Yep. The woman says yes. Yeah, Neil Lane, the whole thing. Okay, and I... Wait a I, minute, wait a minute. No, no, actually... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just realized that I, I wanted to caveat it to say that he does propose, but the person doesn't necessarily accept, and I just realized that's ridiculous. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow, you're really confident that they're all going to say yes. Yeah, they're definitely going to say yes. Okay, and I think that this is going to end with just like, I chose her, we love each other, 
we are gonna figure out the distance we're gonna live some life together and see where this goes and we're so happy we found each other that's not what the devil would do <laughs> okay exciting Andy. this is definitely the biggest wager we've ever done mm-hmm. i have to point out my best dressed at this rose ceremony is Teresa. She is wearing a killer sage green cowl neck silk dress. And she just looks amazing. Mm -hmm. I do wish her hair had been back, but it doesn't bother me really. I just think it would have looked more slick. But she's got like just lovely gold jewelry and like she's just well accessorized, well put together. She looks phenomenal. Gary arrives and says he's developed a bond with all three of them. And as Teresa was gazing at him, Andy, you laughed. Do you want to explain this? She just looks cute. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about Teresa that makes me laugh. She is adorable. She, has, she kind of is like a, a like an elf. Yes. Not not an elf like in any stature. I'm just saying she she's elfin. Elvin is that the word? Elfin. Elvin. Elvin. I think there's another word for elvin. This. It's elvin. <laughs> <laughs> or is that a guy's name? Like my friend Elvin. I don't know. It's something. Anyway, she's she's elf like. Okay. I know what you mean. There's something very youthful the way she'll look she looks at him during this she's just like yeah no she's she's so transparent but also i feel like there's things going on in her head that are cute <laughs> you get that feeling there's I, cute things going on in i her head? completely agree yeah teresa's really grown on me i'm into teresa yeah on night one i didn't really see it but now i'm like yeah, i kind of want to hang out with teresa me too yeah. so with this rose ceremony leslie gets the first rose but then gary when he's holding that second one starts to cry <laughs> Andy, you shouted, knee. <laughs> and he puts down the rose and he's just like, I can't, and exits. Yeah. And now he, ha- I I was yeah. worried Gary was going to have some sort of a panic attack. I think he was sort of having a panic Something, attack. Something, yeah. yeah. He's standing on the front stoop of the house, of the mansion, with his hands on his knees. And he just looks like he's going to throw up. And, you know, this dispelled all my feelings that Gary is actually an evil presence. <laughs> This is it. This, this is was thing. it. Because he was swearing a lot. Yeah. I don't see Gary doesn't swear. We he's, haven't he's seen much gentleman. swearing from yeah. Gary. Yeah. And there was some F bombs and S bombs. Okay, this is our cliffhanger. And now with the previews, we see Jesse, because this rose ceremony will be continued. Jesse saying, Do you know what you're gonna do? And he says, I know what I'm gonna do. I just don't want to do it. Uh, that got me. Because you often see you often see bachelors who are like or bachelorettes who are like, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I love the honesty. He's like, I know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. It's just like that doesn't make it easier. Yeah. I think it's the fact that he does know what he's gonna do that makes it so hard. It also doesn't insult our intelligence on the way. True. Like, don't pretend you didn't know who you were going to send home until the moment you had the rose in your hands. No, no one does that. Yeah. Okay, so credits. This is Leslie's grandchildren asking Gary, Gary, how old are you? How many girls have you kissed? What's your five-year plan? Are you here for the right reasons? It was very cute. It was cute. Yeah. They're very cute. Mm -hmm. They were fed most of these lines. I'm sorry, 95% of them. But they were still extremely cute. They were delivered with... um, A plum. Yes. <laughs> Good. All right, Andy, that brings us to your A game. I'm curious to know your winner this week. Okay, so I've got a, a, a tremendous cop out for A game this week. Okay. Okay. I have two awards. All right. One is to Gary for being a player. Yeah, two times. I mean, to tell two women that he loves them. I mean, with sincerity. Mm-hmm. Back one up against the stone wall. Oh, Tyler, yeah. The other one her. in front of her whole family. In front family, of her whole family. Set her up it. for it. Oh, totally. I got to give it to him. 
The, sure. guy, the guy's a G. I mean, that's that's <laughs> hardcore. That's a player award. But the eight game, I give a team award. All oh. three of them. I think they were all shining stars. Oh, I really have grown attached to all three women. No matter who goes home, it's going to be really, really devastating. I agree. Okay, so now, Andy, our word watch. There were zero knees. Yeah. And how many correct guesses? 287. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it would seem people side with me on the proposal front. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you got to get that one in there. And our winner is Always Jello. Congratulations. You are the winner of $100 to spend at one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studio. All of my rings are from there, as per usual. Mm -hmm. You must email us by this Monday at midnight to claim your prize. Fantastic prize. And Andy, we discussed this. Yeah. And because next week is mainly Women Tell All. Yeah. We are not going to do word watch. No word watch. Women tell all. Yeah, we yeah. did it one time, but that was an exception because of some weird thing. <laughs> but we are going to have a very big prize for the finale. The finale. Yes. So yeah. stay tuned. Yeah. And now, Andy, our predictions. Who do you think is winning everything? <sighs> this is brutal. What I'm going to do is I'm going to completely flip my last week's predictions. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to flip them. Okay. So... Leslie wins. Ooh. Faith, runner-up. Teresa goes. Okay, home. so you've come to my side. I have. I'm on the same page as you. I have the exact same three in the same order. I just feel like he has a thing for Leslie. I do think them postponing this rose ceremony was a very smart move. I, do, I From agree. a production structural standpoint, normally it's a little annoying when the rose ceremony gets pushed over to the next week. But in this case, I am on the edge yeah, of my this seat. This is a legitimate cliffhanger. Yeah. They're basically forcing you to watch Women Tell All, which is funny to me. It's funny to me that Women Tell All or Men Tell All, any tell all, gets fewer views. And we know this because our recaps for the episodes get fewer views. Yeah. So I have to assume the numbers with the network or fewer. And so I think that they're trying to bait you into watching. But I gotta be honest, I love tell-alls. They're sometimes my favorite yeah, episodes. you've always said that. I even remember before I started doing yeah. this with you or even started watching ever, yeah. you were always telling me about women tell-alls. I love tell-alls. Yeah. I love watching the choices people make in the now after having watched them. And you like the men tell-all too. Yeah, Both. I love all, all tell-alls. Tell yeah, they've, they've gotten a little trashier yeah. in recent years, especially with Paradise in the mix. Yeah. But I still just like it. I like to see what they're wearing who dyed their hair who shaved i just <laughs> their shoes i just love it all i love it all well this will be the least trashy women tell all ever 100 all right andy that's a wrap yeah. if you enjoyed what you heard today you know what we will ask of you and that is to like subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on instagram and tiktok leave us apple and spotify podcast ratings and reviews tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.